Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to have Dr. Cassie again here. Um, We will be talking about exercise, high intensity training, and what you can do to optimize your performance with exercise. Welcome to the Musician's Guide to Being Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise. Every week, we have music industry professionals and top performers share their insights on thriving as a modern musician. Whether you're a recent grad or high-profile artist, this podcast is for you. Now here's your host, Karen Kubides, CEO of Kubides Artist Services, marketing and management consultant, educator, and professional saxophonist based in Nashville, Tennessee. Welcome to the podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about exercise and demystifying what that even means. Um, so, of course, I'm here with Dr. Cassie Major. Hi, Welcome. everybody. And for those of you that don't know who she is, how dare you? And <laughs> <laughs> just tell us who you are because you're um, everywhere. So, I'm Dr. Cassie Major, and I am a chiropractor. And one of the things that we do teach in our office is exercise. And so we're going to go through that today, but we also teach five essentials. And that's what I love about our office is it's not just chiropractic based, but it's really like a whole wellness center. So we focus on exercise, nutrition. We focus on detoxing the body. We focus on mindset. And then of course, chiropractic care from your brain and your nervous system, since it runs everything. It's one of my favorite things to do, <laughs> teaching people how to get well. So I'm really excited to be here with you again today. Yay. I'm so excited. Yep. Um, I think you've been on the podcast also like three times, yep. three four times. Very yep. exciting. Um, okay. So let's talk about our most favorite thing ever, um, exercise. I mean, it's not. <laughs> it's really not, really. everyone. No. Um, but like, I guess like starting from the beginning. So like for me, I've always been afraid of being sore and the gym to me, it was really intimidating and, um, you know, just sweating and like not knowing what to do. And it's really not common sense. And now in an era where we have all the answers on Google, like, what do you do to like actually exercise and to do it the right way and not get injured? It's, it is true. And I've gone through like a lot of this. So a funny story. So if you've ever seen me like right now and you don't really know my story of where I've come from, like I used to weigh 200 pounds. I had a thyroid disease where it caused my metabolism to go to the floor and my energy levels went down. And, but during that time when I was, um, at my heaviest, my husband was a personal trainer. And so he was like ripped and he would try and get me to go to the gym with him. And he wanted to try and train me. I never went, not one time. And so this has been a big journey for me. This isn't something, I mean, I played sports when I was younger and I did all, but it wasn't even really exercising. You just kind of showed up and you did sports and some people, that's the way that you exercise. But it's been a real journey of like figuring out what works for me, what I love to do and relearning how to work out because I just knew that you played sports you just did that kind of stuff. And then that was it. Like I'd never really knew how to run a machine or lift a weight or really anything (laughs) like that. So it's, it's really been a journey of like figuring out what is the best way to do this. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So like when, you know, you're trying to decide like the kind of workout that you're going to have, like how do you balance, like, are we supposed to be doing cardio or weights or like, what does that look like? I personally, and this is my opinion, and there's plenty of research, which I'll go through one in just a second. But um, 
It's really what works the best for you. And sometimes I think that exercise itself, the word can kind of even trigger something in our minds of something like horrible. So our brain, when we think of exercise, (laughs) it's like, ah, like, no, thank you. Like tight pants. Yes. (laughs) And you're like, absolutely not sweating, sore. Nope. You're like, no, I don't want to do any part of that. So sometimes we will need to change that word. Mm -hmm. um, And it might look like the word of movement. So if you look at it like every day I'm going to move or four times a week, I'm going to move my body. Mm -hmm. um, That helps. And then also some people use the word training, like they're training for life. Like sometimes with CrossFit, it's like CrossFit training, games training like training is a word that some people use so if you need to first change the way that you're actually verbalizing what you're doing that's a good place to start yeah but my husband right now is training for a half iron man insane bless him mm-hmm. but and he doesn't even like to do it it's just he's just strange and weird and then he likes to like push his body a little bit farther than most of us do like a lot farther. like a lot farther <laughs> But some people running is their thing. It's where Mm -hmm. they de-stress. They love it. But you'll see in a lot of professional runners that they use high intensity interval training as well as running. It helps to help them run farther, run faster. So they'll incorporate both. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't run. Period. (laughs) I know that's like a little very like, I don't, but I don't, I've had knee surgeries and I just, it just doesn't work for me. So I don't do that part. So I have to find something that works for me. And some people like the biggest thing right now and what um, Karen and I do together is high intensity interval training. And they're showing that in research that it is the most effective when it comes to weight loss balancing your hormones and just establishing a good routine because it is a shorter duration of not running for three hours every single day or getting miles in. Wow. And one of the things that they found is that with high intensity interval, oh my gosh, (laughs) sometimes that happens. It's H-I-I-T, but high intensity interval training exercise. The researchers have asked a question, like they're like, is this superior to just your traditional resistance training. Like if you did, oh, I'm just going to go to the gym today or I'm just going to lift some weights just casually. Yeah. Or do you need to use some high intensity interval training? And researchers from the high altitude exercise physiology program at the Western State Colorado University compared these two things together. And what they found is that after six weeks The 48 participants who completed in the 20-minute high-intensity interval resistance training reported equal or greater benefits than those who performed just a standard 45-minute resistant training routine. So it's like you can either do 45 minutes of time of just lifting weights periodically, or you can get greater to equal amounts of results by doing it in 20 minutes, just increasing your intensity. Wow. So maybe I should talk about like what high intensity interval training is. Yeah, I love that. So if that's a new concept to you that you've never heard of what that means, it's where you take 20 minutes or even like high intensity interval training can be like four minutes, six minutes. We've done workouts today like it was in four minutes we did the workout, Yeah. but we've done 12 minute workouts and we've done 15 minute workouts. So you take a shorter duration of time, but you intensify your whole entire body like you're doing it to increase 
um, like your oxygen consumption. So the idea is that you would take in, let's do a for example, four minutes today we did. Mm Mm-hmm. It was one minutes, one minute. <laughs> what is with my words today? But anyways, one minute of squats. Yes. Do as many air squats as you can in one minute. And you sweat. Yes. It's a lot. Like I'm out of breath. Just thinking mm-hmm. about it. Because some of you will be like, that's it? One minute? And oh, you're no. like, yeah, that's it. One minute. But you want to do it intensely. Like it's not just a lollygag of squat down, squat up. Like you want to see how many can you really get in one minute. Right. And you crushed it. Like you did yeah. better than you did last time. This is a excited. fitness test. Yeah. <laughs> and then we did one minute of push-ups, one minute of step-ups, and then we did hold a plank for as long as you can. And you got up to two minutes. Yeah. That was really exciting. Crushed it. But we were like sweating, like yep. drenched. It was super gross. Mm-hmm. But I felt like my heart rate was up. Mm-hmm. And even though like it wasn't, I wasn't there for 30 minutes or I wasn't like killing myself in the moment where I, I, there's been instances where I leave the gym already hurting and it's like I should be sore like hours later like what is happening now like this is just like a gradual yeah. burn and like soreness that takes place but mm-hmm. it just it feels like I just moved my body and it didn't take that much time which is crazy to me because yeah. we're like I don't have time to work out it's like I have four minutes to yeah. sweat and the whole idea behind like so the difference of someone that goes and runs for like an hour as opposed to somebody who does like a 20 minute high intensity interval training has to do with this thing called excessive post oxygen consumption. So it's called EPOC for short. But if you look it up, like when you go onto a treadmill and you see like you put your hands on the thing and it does your heart rate monitor and you get into your fat burning zone, mm-hmm. like you stay in your fat burning zone when you are running as long as you got your heart rate up and you're in that zone. And then the second that you're done running, your excess post, your EPOC only continues to burn fat in your body for about four to 12 hours after you are done because it increases your metabolism. So everything's working more. It's like you're getting oxygen into your body more, your body's metabolizing more. And so it's only four to 12 hours after. But when we do our high intensity interval training exercises, Mm -hmm. you're burning fat up to 48 hours afterwards because you're going so intensely and you have those intervals, your body is like, give me more oxygen. So your, your body's like, you're breathing heavy. Like it is, it's breathing in more, but as you're sitting on the couch, like we right now sitting here doing this podcast, because we worked out this morning are burning more fat than someone that ran an entire mile this morning, comparatively from research, not even my own thing, but that's why they're seeing the results that they're seeing in high intensity interval training. Thank God. I know. Right. It's like, (laughs) And, and but some of you, it's like, okay, so maybe you love to run. Go run. Go run. There yeah. is nothing wrong with that at all. Um, but really incorporating some high-intensity interval training two to three times a week is also super beneficial mm-hmm. for your body. Yeah. Yep. For sure. So can we talk about, like, is it important to exercise first thing in the morning, in the middle of the day? Like, when is a good time to exercise? Um, the anytime first (laughs) but I know like the best time though is on an empty stomach in the morning okay and the reason is is because there's a couple reasons one we talked about um earlier before this podcast we talked about how you if you just start your day off with a workout your life is going to be so much better lined up because you're doing something that's already healthy for your body but the other part is think about all the things that you're eating in the day your body's going to burn that stuff. It has to. It's going to use it for energy in some way, shape, or form. But if you start off on an empty stomach in the morning, your body can burn the just extra 
that's there. It can use that for energy instead Mm -hmm. of maybe the smoothie that you ate or the burger that you had or the pizza. Like, let's be honest, like whatever you had, (laughs) like then it's going to burn that food instead of the excess fat that's maybe around your body or Mm -hmm. being able to build muscle from stuff. So in the morning is the best. Okay. Yeah. And for someone that's intimidated by starting to work out, like besides, you know, changing the word, like what would you recommend like the next steps are? Um, exploring really. Uh, I think about how many gyms, like there's that, like if you have the funds and the availability and the time to go to a place of like Orange Theory or Pure Bar, or maybe you like that stuff and you need accountability. So if you don't do it on your own and you need a place where you have to be there at a certain time with people, and if you don't, they'll charge your credit card like $25, like (laughs) then you need to maybe find and explore like class passes so that you can go and see kickboxing, whatever that might be, and see which one that you like. So then maybe that's where you need to go. And there's a community there, which I love Mm -hmm. Um, going in and seeing familiar faces and they're excited that you're there and everybody's doing it with you. But if not, if you don't have that availability, if you're like, oh, that's not me, I'd rather like just stay at my house and do it. The best place to the, the best thing to do to start is just start. Yeah. Like doing like the four minute workouts that we're doing move. Um, what's crazy is a lot of the exercises that I get for when we work out, cause Karen and I work out together. If you guys didn't know that we do. Yay. And I'm super thankful for it because, um, I need accountability. Exercise is not my favorite thing to do. It's really not. I love it. No, you don't. <laughs> no I don't. You I don't hate it. All. Um, <laughs> I would not do it if I didn't have to. Yeah. I would rather lay in my bed. I would rather sit on the couch. Like I would rather do all of those things. And so for me, I need an accountability partner and you're it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it really makes a difference because I feel like I, you know, just we're all like, oh, we're, we're put together and we're organized and we'll schedule things in and whatever. But like, if I didn't have somebody waiting for me to exercise at six o'clock in the morning, um, that would not be my first choice of activity to do. Zero. Um, no. And you know, it's just really awesome to have that, you know, teamwork. I feel like, you know, we briefly talk about the Enneagram here, but like, you know, as eights, we just like community, we don't like it, but we need it. And as human beings, we need that community. And it's just so important to like start the day doing something that is going to give you life and breathe that into you instead of like starting your day behind and failing and already like snoozing your alarm a little too much and just feeling like garbage. Like even though we're just joking about this, you can't see me, but I haven't showered today. It's like, I don't know, Mm -hmm. 8 PM. Um, I still feel like I won (laughs) today because I crushed my plank and I, you know, worked out. And and that for me was starting my day off with a win. And in our, in my industry, that's sometimes not the norm. I wake up to like an email or something exploded and I'm like, great. Um, so Mm -hmm. it was just awesome to just start my day off working out. Yeah. And it's, it was slow at the beginning. I remember when we first started and it was like a squat was hard and like, how do I do these things? And what's crazy is that there's not a lack of information out there on how to work out. There's not a lack of like, you can go on to Pinterest. Like that's where I get a lot of my ideas. I'm like, what other workouts can we do to like for our arms and for our legs? And how can we do that? And like, there's plenty of YouTube videos. There's plenty of things that you can get. So it's not necessarily, especially with exercise that there's not information out there for you. And we're Mm going to have plenty of information for you, but like, 
um, it's really just making a commitment to yourself and it doesn't have to be every day. Yeah. Maybe you have not worked out in a year, in two years, in 20 years, <laughs> and you just need to move. That might look like a win for you will be one time a week. Yeah. And then it you'll start to feel the difference because you're like, oh my gosh, I have more energy. Oh my gosh, like I'm clear. Like my brain, I can focus. Like, yeah. And you're like, you just feel good afterwards. So then you're like, next week I'm going to try two times or I'm going to try three times. Um, you don't need to exercise every single day. We work out four times a week. Mm-hmm. It's it's so good. Yep. That was actually a good segue because um, a lot of the questions that I get is, you know, are these exercises, like, can you modify them? Mm-hmm. And it's funny because everybody keeps asking, like, if it's intimidating to work out with you because we'll post a picture <laughs> about you, but it's like, amazing. I'm like, no, um, it's not because you can do a full plank. I can do like a modified plank and that works for both of us. Mm-hmm. We're sweating just as much, trembling just as much. Um, but can you talk a little bit about like, how it's okay to modify something and how Mm -hmm. it's not defeat. It's just you kind of strengthening yourself. Yeah. And I've had to do the same thing because my husband is literally like an animal. Like he (laughs) is like just a crazy human. And um, I love it and I appreciate it. And for a long time, I actually tried to beat him in everything. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I I don't even (laughs) compare. So it was a pride thing. I wanted to beat him. I wanted to feel that I beat him. And there's only two things I will say. I'm just going to say I can beat him in two things. One of our double unders, the other one are sit-ups. I can outdo him in all the sit-ups. But I had to check my pride at the door. And I had to do it because I've had knee injuries. And I have to just be like, it is okay. Mm-hmm. And I think what happens so often is that if we don't check our pride at the door and we go gung-ho straight up, yeah. we are you are ready for an injury. And yeah. that's what I see a lot of times. Or for example, like guys, a lot of times it's like, give me the best chest that I could because it's on the front. And so mm-hmm. like they just want chest muscles. So they'll work out their chest and work out their chest and work out their chest. Well, working out too much of your front and your chest causes your shoulders to round forward because everything becomes like tight in the front and you forget about your back. And so then you're doing like a bench press and then all of a sudden you're like, my shoulder is killing me. Like it's now hurt and then you're out because you haven't balanced out the way that your body's supposed to be working out. So then we get so focused on one part of our body that we hate or we don't like. Mm-hmm. So we go straight for it and then we don't see the results. So then we're bummed and then we're like, Bleh. and then we quit and then we listen to a podcast like this again and we become motivated and then we go again, but we haven't actually changed how we're working out mm-hmm. and how we look at ourselves and not modifying and checking our pride at the door. Yeah. And guys, I'm, I, men, like I'm going to call you out for just a second. It's like, yes, you may have in high school, like lifted something or like this much weight, or you've done this, but you're older now. Like it's not the same. And so you have to make sure that you do that. And women, we can't be so focused on like one part of our body. Like if we hate our butt or we hate our thighs, listen, I go there every day. Like I, (laughs) even with that, like I still have to check myself to be like, I love my body. I love what's happening with it and I'm learning. I'm a work in progress mm-hmm. and if I need to modify, I'm going to modify because I don't want to be hurt long term that I can't do it again. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, absolutely. I love that you said that, you know, checking your pride at the door, because I think that's something that's held me back for years. Just being like, I'm, you know, in my 20s, like I should be able to do these things, but I don't have the physical stamina to do so. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, I also think about, you know, just our our pride with wanting to have that instant gratification. And I think it's so applicable, like the importance of just progress over perfection. Mm -hmm. Like after our fitness test today, like there's been a lot of progress, but it's definitely not been perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, guys, I had a box of Oreos last week, like, (laughs) oh my gosh. And I know they're disgusting, but they were really good. Um, so just knowing that, you know, I'm stronger now than I was, you know, four weeks ago. Um, it hasn't been perfect, but I've moved forward instead of backwards. And it's the most fit I have been in a really long time. Yes. And it's awesome. It's crazy because it's not even like, yes, it's a huge sacrifice, but the time passes anyway. Mm Mm-hmm like four weeks passed anyway, whether I exercised or not, or had a bucket of Oreos or not, like it's great. It's the same. So yeah. Um, that's also a really good segue into our little project, which we officially have a a project. I'm so excited. So you talk about it. Okay. So we, um, Karen and I are doing an amazing project to call, it's called the musician. What is with my words? I'm like, keeps (laughs) like getting all together, but it's called the musicians wellness project. And what we're doing is, um, we're doing a project and it's going to be awesome on my end on this part. We are, I'm very left brain. I'm very masculine, like in my thinking, in what I do. And part of the project on my end is that we're going to start to create more of a right brain in my body. Mm -hmm. Um, I've noticed that I'm just completely unbalanced when it comes to that. And you can't be. And so what I'm doing is Karen is teaching me piano lessons Mm -hmm. to help to balance that out. Because what we've seen for me personally is like in the music world and in the health world, there is really, it doesn't quite go together. Yeah. Like it doesn't equal anything. It's like it's disconnect. a very big disconnect. And I started to see that once I was working with musicians in wellness and I was like, gosh, everyone is like sick or like has something or some issue with their health. And I, I believe I can be a part of helping that, but I I know the wellness part and the health part really well. I don't know the music part. So that's where my right brain is coming in and Karen's teaching yeah. me not only piano, but she's going to teach me all these instruments. Yes. And so I'm going to learn what it's like to go through being a musician and incorporating what I know with wellness to help create some answers for people to really truly be a musician and healthy, like to help bridge that gap of it being equal. Yeah. Um, It's basically going to be a case study, essentially, where we put ourselves kind of like guinea pigs through this process. And like Mm -hmm. Dr. Cassie said, she's going to learn all the instruments and learn the pedagogy, give a recital, um, learn about music (laughs) history. She's she's learning how to read music and sing and intervals and all that. Um, And I'm learning how to like be a person and exercise (laughs) and eat properly and finally like separate my worth and where it comes from. And instead of like it associating it exclusively to my work or, you know, to my success, um, just really taking care of me first. Yeah. Um, So I'm currently 85 pounds overweight, which is not sexy. Um, But it's been so good to just kind of put myself out there and just 
write it out and say it out loud and be like, hello, everyone. And I mean, we know this, but um, just really committing to that accountability and to, you know, finding a team and a support system to be able to overcome that. And my personal hypothesis is, will getting to 100% health um, or close to that um, exponentially and quantifiably change the trajectory of my career? we all assume that it's going to better my lifestyle. Duh. I mean, even right now (laughs) I haven't lost any weight and my lifestyle is like a thousand times better, but will it actually help my career growth? And is this grow? My gosh, I can't speak either. And it's spreading. (laughs) And is it actually something that is duplicatable and replicatable? Um, because I also work with musicians and I see a lot of the, the mental health and just in the last couple of years, you know, with my own research, I've been noticing like the importance of that wellness and how, you know, taking care of both your mental and physical health directly affects your performance. So it's true. And I didn't realize it for a really, I mean, I do and I know, but like to think that, um, that it didn't exist in the musician world, in the music world, that it's really put on the back burner. It's yeah. like, cause your career comes before everything else. And Literally. I've seen it too. I've seen it not even just in music, but like my parents like went that way. And it was like, my dad worked his butt off for years and ended up with two back surgeries and is overweight and all that stuff because no one really bridged that gap for him or helped him see the yeah. importance of wellness. So um, I'm super excited. I know me too. Yeah. We're so pumped. We are working on our website. We're working on the podcast. It's going to be a podcast and like a case study. So we'll be sharing documentation of mm-hmm. the process. Um, you know, all the exercises that we've been doing, um, the musical things and lessons, the curriculum, <laughs> we'll be sharing that. Yes. Um, and you know, just kind of taking everyone on this journey, um, you know, we're not personal trainers or no. trying to preach or whatever. It's just really our own little experiment here. And we're just going to share it with everyone. So yeah, I'm excited. It's going to launch at some point in May. Yep. So we're <laughs> coming <excited>. soon. <laughs> it is. It is coming very soon. So really, really stay tuned for that because it's going to be awesome. Yeah. I'm very excited. Yeah. Um, okay. So where can people find you? Dr. Cassie? We, um, I say we, cause my husband and I are both <laughs> chiropractors. So we're kind of like a couple together, like, and we both do the same thing, but, um, our Instagram is major family Cairo. Um, we also have a Facebook page and we also have a podcast that I love called the health majors and it's all about health and wellness. And at the very top, you'll see a bunch of different topics from nutrition 101 to why you wouldn't go through the security in an airport, um, to exercise, <laughs> coffee enemas guys it's literally everything so you can uh, check us out there awesome well thanks so much 